Hi everyone. So my name is Janet and I am joined by my co-host Esther. This is going to be Esther and Janet's podcast and this is going to be our first episode. Thank you all for listening. I think during this first episode, me and Esther are going to discuss our inspirations and why we both decided to start a podcast. And we're going to go ahead and learn about each other. And today, Esther is going to be interviewing me, Janet. And I am going to be talking about my story as a current PA student and kind of how I got to where I am in my current life stage today. So I'm going to go ahead and let Esther... First of all, Esther, can you just introduce yourself and then I can introduce myself and then we can get started. Yeah. um, Hi, this is Esther. I recently graduated from Boston University. And then um, I like to read. I like to uh, go for a run. And then my favorite color is green. (laughs) (laughs) And Esther, why did you want to start a podcast? Um, I just thought it would be fun. There's like, since I just graduated from college, I feel like there's a, a lot of things that I should try now that if I don't do it now, I don't, I might not have time later to do it. Okay, I see. I agree. So I am also going to introduce myself. I'm Janet. I graduated from Cornell in 2019. I am currently in PA school in my first year. I wanted to start a podcast with Esther because we are good friends and also because I wanted to just start conversations based on both of our life experiences. We have, I think we both have unique life experiences here um, and just coming out of college and just with everything. And so I kind of wanted to be able to tell both of our stories and talk about specific topics I think other people can also relate with. And also, I think it's just good experience to start a podcast. This is something neither of us have ever done before. So Mm -hmm. with that said, Esther, do you want to go ahead and take it away? And then we will go ahead and get to know me and then start our first episode. Yay, of course. Uh, Yeah, uh, for you, Janet, what made you decide um, to become a PA? Wow, I feel like I'm being interviewed for PA school because (laughs) (laughs) this is the question that was the dreaded interview question that everybody didn't want to be asked because we knew that we would all be asked. (laughs) But it's kind of a long story, but I'll keep it nice and simple. I wanted to go into the medical field after um, my brother, he became really ill when I was in high school with a really bad case of pneumonia. And through that, he was able to miraculously recover. But during that experience, I really saw the impact that medicine can have on someone's life and also on the lives of their families because I was one of the family members impacted. And so I was very inspired by the healthcare professionals I saw taking care of my brother and how caring and professional they were, how compassionate they were. And I wanted to do something similar like that and have a similar impact. I wanted to pay it forward almost and be able to do that for future patients because I know how it's literally like life-changing, right? Mm -hmm. So 
I wanted to become a doctor, a physician when I was in later on in high school, but I actually found out about the PA profession through my primary care provider. And he was actually telling me because I had never known about the PA profession in the past. And he was telling me, hey, like, did you did you know that you can also like there's also PAs, there's also nurse practitioners, because um, he was just telling me how medical school is very it's difficult and it's mm-hmm. actually he mentioned that it's difficult for a lot of Asian Americans too mm-hmm. because you're kind of compared against all these other Asian Americans that are very high achieving and also he said it he did say it was difficult um also for a girl sometimes like it can be hard to manage um I I think I went more off of just wanting to know more about the PA profession right instead of kind of what he said I wanted to I just didn't know that PAs are a thing Mm -hmm. and so I went home and I did my own research and I just thought that the PA profession is something more suitable for me personally because Uh there are certain things that PAs do that I really resonate with so PAs first of all they are very much hands-on with the patient and able to provide them direct patient care in a way that maybe a physician is not able to and that's something I really wanted to do because the whole reason I want to go into medicine is to care for my patients and uh, PAs also are able to have this flexibility in which they're able to switch switch between different specialties so I could start out in primary care but I'm mm-hmm. I'm very I have many interests and I think over time if I wanted to transition into something more specific mm-hmm. I think PAs you're able to do that before a physician if you wanted to be like a gastroenterologist you're you have to be that your whole entire life mm-hmm. and so I, I wanted that flexibility in my career um I think a big reason is that the schooling was shorter, not because I hate school or anything, but I just think I, I love medicine, but I don't want to be able to, I don't really want to devote like eight, six to eight more years in school for a career. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a PA, you, you can still love care for patients in the same way a doctor can Mm -hmm. with less schooling. That's less student debt as well. And also more room for me to, you know, be able to do other things and have other people in my mm-hmm. life, have other interests in my life. And so that was also a big part of it. And I am very much a person who doesn't have to always be at the top. So I enjoy the fact that the PA is able to have a mentor through the mm-hmm. supervising physician. Um, nowadays, it's changing. The PAs are way more independent, but still having that supervising physician there and working in a healthcare team is something I really wanted for my career because mm-hmm. I love to work with others. And I think I'm very much okay playing a team like role instead of having to be at the top making all the decisions. And mm-hmm. so all of those things came together and I was like, I want to be a PA. So I'm, I'm very interested. I was very interested in the profession. And um, that's when I started to look into PA schools and how to become a PA. Yeah. Um, uh, what should someone else who wants to be a PA as well, but they're like young, they're still in high school. Mm -hmm. um, How could they start with this um, journey? Like what major should (laughs) they choose uh, for college? That's that's such a good question. Um, A lot of PA school applicants do end up doing a, a major in the life sciences like biology. 
I personally went to Cornell and was a biology and society major, which is kind of a unique major they had. But I know a lot of people majored in either biology or, you know, something along those lines. But I would say that the PA schools don't require a certain major. I know people have majored in like psychology or human development, um, other majors like that. Anything that gets you the requirements you need for PA school is okay. Mm-hmm. I think it might be even interesting to choose a major that not everyone has because it might offer like you might have you might be able to take more classes that are more unique that PA schools mm-hmm. might be impressed with or you can use that knowledge to become a better PA you never know and so I wouldn't say there's a major you have to have but I personally went with biology because it was a- I was able to get all of my PA school requirements and I didn't have to take any extra classes outside of that because that, mm-hmm. that makes that makes it a little bit harder, but I'm not saying that you can't do it. And okay. for someone who is starting and interested in being a PA, like they're in, you know, maybe they're in high school or early college, I think the best way to the way to start is to do research. I would try to shadow PAs in my area just to see what they do, or even just talk to other PAs or PA students to just learn mm-hmm. more about what being a PA entails because you really have to understand the role of a PA. You have to be willing to accept the role of a PA and know that it is not, you are not a physician. You have a very unique role to play and we need more people who are very passionate about our profession and it's very unique. So I would suggest to do research um, if you do have an interest, but um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I think just to do your research and make mm-hmm. sure that you try to have hands-on experience with a PA. Yeah, like uh, what you talked about with the classes, what are some other requirements for PA schools? Are you talking about besides certain classes? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's a very good question. So a lot of PA schools, this is why we're unique from medical schools, they require a lot of direct contact patient care hours. And so this includes like working as a nursing assistant, any other healthcare profession, like maybe someone was a respiratory therapist, and then they wanted to come to PA school, right, they would have that patient care experience. Or this could be a scribe, um, medical scribe in the hospital kind of setting, or really any kind of work that requires your your working with patients hands on and you are helping that like make decisions in that patient's health care. Like you don't have to be obviously you don't you don't you're not like the provider, but you are there like being hands on. I think that's the biggest thing is they want you to have experience like face to face with the patient. Because I like I said earlier, a lot of PAs they are directly engaging with the patient. And that's like a big thing that we emphasize. So I think that's what PA schools want to see. And a lot of them have our requirements. I would say in Texas, it's about like several hundred usually. Some schools don't require any, but then I know in other states, like in New York and in different places kind of farther away, they require sometimes thousands of hours, like 1,000 or 2,000. And so (laughs) it is a lot. And I think it speaks to the kind of experiences that PA students have before even entering, which I think is amazing, but also it kind of requires you to start early before you apply because that's so many hours. 
So that's a big thing. Other than that, they do want you to have shadowing, like what I was talking about. They want you to be able to like have shadowed a previous physician assistant and to be able to have that experience in different, I think different settings is best. So those are some of the things that PA schools require. They do require a GRE score, which um, has to be within the past, I think five or 10 years. And besides that, it's really just your transcripts and letters of recommendation, kind of like what a college application would be, but just more materials. Mm -hmm. um, how early did you start preparing for the PA application? So I was lucky and I knew I wanted to be a PA when I started college. Um, but I started preparing ever since then, pretty much. I try to be very, very open about getting my hours in. And so during the summers from college, when I had breaks, I would work as a nursing assistant. I was very lucky because I was already certified because I had that experience from high school. And so I would work as a nursing assistant. I would go to also do home nursing assistant work. And so that was what I did for most of my summers. And then I would be shadowing for my summers and winter breaks. And that was a good time to shadow because it, I didn't have to worry about schoolwork or anything. And I could focus on PA stuff. Mm -hmm. So I prepared pretty early, but the, as far as the application goes, I didn't apply until like April of my senior year on CASPA, which is the application you use. A few months before that, I asked people for letters of recommendation just so I knew I knew that they were going to able to write able to write me one and mm -hmm. that they got to know me over time. So I tried to make sure I had those kinds of relationships with my professors and with like mm -hmm. one of the PAs I shadowed. So that was important. And then other than that, I just took the GRE a year earlier so I could have my score in case I had to retake it again. But for me, I think I was okay with the first score I got, even though it wasn't the best. I thought that it was good enough for my application. <laughs> and so I started, I would say I started right as I wanted to be a PA. So I would say start early and start as early as you can. Yeah, definitely. Um other than the application and the classes and the requirements that we talk about, there's also the interviews, right? Yes. Um, how did you prepare for those? So that's a really good question too, Esther, because I think I over-prepared for my interviews. Over-prepared something. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, so that's a really good question. I started preparing really early. So after I sent in my applications, I pretty much prepared, I started preparing for my interviews. And so I, even before I actually applied, I did like one or two practice interviews with people from Cornell, like the career advisor mm -hmm. faculty at Cornell. And so that way I got an idea of what kind of questions they might ask. I also bought myself two books. One is from a current PA and she runs this whole pre-PA blog and so she has a really good interview prep book that I used and then as my applications were submitted and I was getting interview requests that's when I really started to work on my questions I I mapped out for myself what they might ask me and then I bullet pointed some things I wanted to mention in my question and at first I tried to almost memorize it but then I realized that wasn't really effective because I would sound robotic and I didn't want to sound like that 
And so I tried to like bullet point my answers and then I would practice. And so I would get a lot of my friends to interview me, like mock interview me. I would do more mock interviews through Cornell's career services. And luckily they were able to do them over video chat, like Skype and things like that. And so I just continued practicing. I just did a lot of interviews, but honestly, I think I overprepared because I think the interview is very, it's supposed to be very natural. Like they ask a lot of questions you might not expect them to ask because they just want to know who you are as an applicant. So I would prepare, but I wouldn't overly prepare to the point that it stresses you out or waste your time because the interview is meant to be very much a natural ongoing process where they get to know you as an applicant and you probably don't ha- you, you don't have to fake anything because you're you just want to be yourself at the interview and so besides just practicing and preparing my interview outfit and things like that and getting the resources you need and getting interviews from friends and people from your school or whatever resources I would say just to be yourself if I were get were to give any kind of interview advice <laughs> How long are the interviews, like, on average? They were different. I would say the school I currently go to, their interviews were a different style where you couldn't prepare at all. And they kept us there for the whole day from, like, 7 a.m. to 3 or 4 p.m. So that lasted a long time. But the whole day wasn't just interviews. A lot of the schools, they, they interview you, but then they take you around the school. They let you talk to current students and things like that. So it ends up being like a whole day or half a day. Mm-hmm. And then for some of my other schools that I applied to, the interview was, it was brief. It was like maybe like one or two, maybe like two or three 30 minute interviews. And sometimes you would get interviewed by multiple people. Sometimes it was just like, you know, one or two interviews. Um, And so every school is different. I would say most of the interviews in total, maybe like an hour, hour and a half at most. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'll after those um, stressful application interviews and all that, what made you decide your school? And then what do you look for in a school? Wow, (laughs) you ask really good questions. So my school, my story is a little bit different because my story is a little bit different because my journey to PA school was not what I had expected it to be. I applied to a lot of schools and I had the school I really wanted to go to. It was Baylor in Houston. And that was that was my dream school since like I started um, I started applying. And mm-hmm. I I did end up interviewing there. I interviewed at several other Texas schools and I really liked, I love Baylor, I loved UNT in Fort Worth. And Mm -hmm. I I love most of the schools I interviewed at, to be honest. But I think my story is a little bit different because God definitely humbled me and led me in a way that I wasn't expecting. And so I originally got waitlisted at the school I'm at now. And I didn't get in off the waitlist until February. And at that point, I had already turned down to go to another school I was accepted at because of financial and location reasons. Mm -hmm. And I was accepted into another school in Texas, but I wasn't very, I didn't, wasn't very excited about going there. Mm -hmm. And so 
I didn't know what was going to happen. I was very confused and a little bit upset. And after I got accepted in February, I definitely knew that was God's calling and God's plan Mm -hmm. for my life. So I didn't really have a choice, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I do love my school now, looking back. Mm -hmm. I, I loved how they allowed us to engage with the current students. Um, the current students were really great and answered all our questions. I did enjoy that they kept us there for the whole day because I thought it was, I mean, I thought they gave us a lot of information and, you know, mm-hmm. wanted us to really know the school and give us a tour. And so now looking back, I really love my school, but kind of how I got here was a little bit complicated, but it was basically God's plan. So that's my short answer. Um, for you I bet it was hard getting uh the rejection letter from the other school that you really wanted to go mm-hmm. how do you deal with the emotions how do you move on and then yeah um yeah decided to go to another school that that's that's tough yeah so I don't handle rejection very well um especially because I was so excited to go to all these different PA schools and so I think initially it was difficult because I cried a lot but I think to help with anyone going through rejection you really first have to realize that it's competitive it's they don't reject you because you're not good enough or that you are a bad candidate it's just that PA school right now is very competitive because it's a growing career that a lot of people want. And so they really have so many applicants. So I would I would try to remind yourself to know that they didn't reject you because you're not good, but it's just maybe you weren't a good fit for their program or there were just so many applicants and they could only select, you know, like 40 to 70, you know? So it's, I think the first thing just to remind yourself of your worth and how hard that you work to get there. That's something I wish I could have done better when I got rejected. And another thing that helped me was just to have really supportive friends. I think I was very lucky to have really supportive friends who were able to encourage me and walk alongside me when I was getting rejected and when I didn't understand why and when I was questioning my whole life or something. And so having... And especially because I don't think my family was the most supportive during that time. Having that friendship network and the Christian community really, really pushed me through. So I would build your support network early on and start um, early. <laughs> yeah, early on and reach out to them, reach out to them um, and, you know, talk to them. And I, I, I hope that everyone is as lucky to have a good support system. Um, but that also helped me during the rejections. And I think lastly, I think lastly, just be able to, even if you get rejected, there's always, there's always room to improve, I guess. And so to know, maybe if you can reach out to the school and see why maybe you're in, like, if they have any recommendations, because I know some schools do that. I reached out to one of my schools and they gave me some recommendations that were very not specific, but I'm not sure if all schools do that. And so I think that's another thing. But ultimately, PA school is very competitive and rejection is very normal. I would just not let it define your worth because we all know how hard that we've worked. And even if they don't know it, we know our worth and how we're so super passionate to become a PA. And so I know that whoever is applying and wants to be a PA will eventually be a PA. Yeah, now you're a PA student and then 
you talk about how much you like the school now, but on a scale of one to ten, how stressful <laughs> are your days in school? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I would. Pro- it's probably a twenty out of ten <laughs> because. I'm not gonna lie, PA school is really stressful. But you know, I think there are ways to help be healthy and handle that stress. I think PA school is stressful because it's kind of compared to drinking water from a fire hose. There's just so much information that they pour into you. And it's, it's in such a short time frame, because that's our education model. We're out of school in two and a half years, my program is 30 months. And so they have to make us competent PAs in 30 months and that's not easy to do and so I completely understand why we're overloaded with information but it's it's very stressful but I think what can help is again having a good friendship and support network I think being able to get to know my other classmates has helped me kind of manage the stress because everyone's in a similar place I think also being able to do things outside of PA school for example for me I'm very involved in my faith because I'm a Christian. And so I'm able to be in small groups and that's the source of comfort and friendship that I find. And just to know that my worth is not in my grades, but I find my worth in God. And so that's also something that helps me. And yeah, it's difficult to make time for things, I'll admit, but I'm going to get better at it and PA school can still be enjoyable despite the stress. (laughs) What are some clubs or like organization you're involved in outside of classes? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And unfortunately, I think this answer is going to be influenced by the current circumstances. So I started PA school in the middle of a global pandemic and It's been hard for me to join clubs because a lot of them aren't meeting in person and I'm barely at school. But the main thing I've been involved with is my class Bible study. I wouldn't call it a club, but it's definitely a group. And it's just really allowed me to know my classmates better. And I think it's nice being able to have that and to remind ourselves of our our, our trust in God and not in grades. I think that's a good way to put it. And so that's been really nice. One of the guys in my class started it and started the initiative. And it's been, it's been pretty good ever since. There's like 15 or 16 of us involved in it. And I also have tried to join other groups. So I am a member of AAPA, the American Academy of Physician Assistants. I'm on this communication Um, an outreach committee and I just applied for that I just it was a volunteer position I applied for it and so that's something I also get to do and that's kind of cool because we get to talk with other PA students at other programs across the U.S. and so that's been a good opportunity to kind of hear about how we can advance our profession and talk about issues that PA students face. I I haven't done a whole lot as a part of it yet because I think it's been kind of slow, but over time I hope to be more involved. And then there is one other organization I'm in which helped connect me with other health profession students at my school, but so far all the meetings are on Zoom. And so I'm really looking forward to when COVID ends and I can actually meet people in person. 
Definitely. I feel like everyone is waiting for COVID to end. Yeah. <laughs> for, for sure. sure. Um, yeah, overall, um, you started early with your PA process since high school. Have you ever had the thought of regretting becoming a PA? Wow. <laughs> That's a, also a very, very interesting question. So I don't think I've had any regrets of becoming a PA. Um, that's a really good question. I do think sometimes I, I don't regret, but I think I do think about this a lot is just the fact that PAs, I, I feel like PAs don't get recognized enough for what we do. And I think that can be difficult because if I were to become a physician and I would tell people I'm in medical school, they would know exactly what I'm talking about and they would know exactly what I do. And they'd be like, oh, you're a doctor, right? Mm -hmm. And when I say I'm in PA school, I'm a PA student, I want to be a PA. A lot of people don't even know what that is, yeah, which is true. kind of crazy because PAs are such a big part of anyone getting healthcare nowadays. But a lot of people, just they just don't know what a PA is and a lot of medical students might not even know and it's it's disappointing because they think we're nurses and I'm like <laughs> we're definitely not nurses I'm not saying nurses are bad I'm just saying we're we're just very different, different. Yeah. we're very different from them in the in the kind of care that we provide in our responsibilities and so I think that's tough and I think the pandemic has had its impact like for example one of my classmates was saying earlier this week that she thinks that the medical students get preferential treatment from the school because they're able to have the anatomy lab even during covid but when we but when we had anatomy we they didn't we weren't allowed to go in because of covid but then the medical students were allowed to and so it's she was wondering if maybe they get like special privileges or something <laughs> Also because they're bigger, like there's like hundreds of medical students. There's only 44 of me and my classmates. And so we're just, you know, it's just things to think about. I've never regretted mm -hmm. being a PA. I just know that being a PA is more difficult, not because of the education, but because of the awareness that we have to advocate. We have to advocate for our profession. We have to educate about our profession, whereas a physician or even a nurse, everyone knows what they do. So you don't have to explain to anyone. Everyone knows, like everyone respects a doctor because they know exactly what they do. But I don't think everyone's at the point where they can respect a PA because they don't know our abilities and they don't know the kind of education that we receive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you have shared a lot about being a PA or how to be a PA today. And then the last question, or today would be, where do you see yourself in five years? That's loud, yeah. I honestly am such a nervous wreck about the future. I hate thinking about the future because I'm very much of a planner. So I like don't even know where I'd be in five years. I haven't planned that far yet. <laughs> I, know, I know where I want to be in five years. I don't know where I will be in five years. But if I were to be able to plan out my life and I'm like, God, you are in control. So this is fine. But I would want to at that point, I'd want to be working, obviously, as a certified PA. Um, I don't know if I would want to be starting out in primary care, but or a hospital setting or if I want to go into a specialty. But I would want to be doing something that I'm very passionate about. Right. I would want to be enjoying my work. I would want to be actively seeing patients and being able to also give back and maybe mentor other PA students. I don't know if I can do that in five years, but that's something that's one of my career goals is to 
advocate for my profession and mentor other future PA students. I think in terms of my life, I don't know where I would be living, obviously, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm very open. Obviously, like I'd want to, you know, kind of be at a place where I'm content and uh, work, just working in a setting that I'm happy in. I really don't know where I'd be in five years because I think it's really hard to say what's going to happen but I would want to be in a place where I was content with where I am or where I will be. Okay, um, that was my last question for you. Anything else you'd like to share that I didn't ask? Um, not really. I would say if anyone has a question about how to become a physician assistant, what a physician assistant does, and any questions about the application process or wants to hear more about my story to becoming a PA and my current PA student story, they can definitely reach out and I will, I will answer any questions. But thank you for asking me all of those. I think those are really good questions um, that has made me reflect on why I want to be a PA. Yeah, um, I wasn't planning on going off script but I don't know why I started going off script I mean that's what inter good interviewers do so you're fine I, yeah I hope I was doing a good job um yeah how could people reach you through um email or Instagram like what what are some ways they could reach you I think email is a good way to reach me email, I, okay yeah I am on social media but you know, if someone is interested, they can definitely reach out via our podcast and we will we will answer any I will answer any questions they have. Okay, so that would be the end of our first episode, right? Yes, this is the end of our first episode. So we are going to current we are going to continue to have other episodes, of course, and we're going to be interviewing Esther, I will be interviewing Esther at a later date. And so you will get to know a little bit about Esther and her journey after graduating from BU because it's also a very beautiful and unique one. So that will conclude our first episode for today. And I guess we will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. All right. Goodbye.